0: Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Revolution Church. God bless you. It's Pastor Ray LaSalle. I'm so glad to be with you this morning. Thank you, Pastor Jeannie. It is such an honor to be connected with Revolution, with Pastor Dino and Pastor Jeannie. I just want you to know this year, 2021, is the time for us to go forward into the new places that God has for us. And part of that is being connected right here with this church, with this team with those that God has brought to bring you words of faith and inspiration and hope. And I want to just say that this whole month has been really exciting, hearing the messages that have come out. Pastor Dino started this series in the beginning of the month, then Pastor Devin and Pastor Anton talking about position and practice and focus. If you haven't heard all those messages, I really challenge you, get in there, go to the archives, study it, listen to it. While you're driving down the road, you don't have to say, "Well, I don't have time to watch it." Listen to it. Just hit play and and have it playing on the on the car seat next to you. Get this message in. This is a a critical time in our lives. Last year, right when COVID started, you know we started we started the prayers the prayer times on Saturdays. That by the way, this is our 21st day in our 21 days of fasting and prayer today is day 21, so for those of you that have been able to be with us this whole time, praise God for those of you that are going to be watching as many of them as you can throughout those that you missed. That's great. There's a momentum. We are in a momentum. This sweet spot message that we're talking about this month, we're in a momentum, and I've got to go back to last year because last year in February, when we started, (coughs) excuse me, when we started prayer, we started doing prayer on Saturdays, and right after that, this COVID thing started unfolding before us. God was not in surprise by what was happening. And guess what? Your senior pastor and the team of those of us that are a part of this, we weren't trying to play catch up. We were in the sweet spot. Are you hearing me? In the sweet spot. We knew inside our heart, in our spirit man, that we were supposed to be doing something. And that was going deeper and going further with God So today, as as we talk about 2021 and hitting that sweet spot, I'm going to be talking to you about the spirit of a team, the spirit of a collective team that's walking with God, that's walking in his presence that's choosing to come together and strongly go together in a flow there's a momentum when you get into a jet there's a jet stream when you get on the highway and there's a big truck that goes by you there's a momentum that you can get behind there and and if you're on a motorcycle you don't want to be next to that thing you want to be behind it okay there is a momentum say momentum with me say i'm a part of the momentum of god we are called to create a momentum by the spirit of god that lives in us and so in a moment when i read the scripture to you the key verse that we're using during this series i want you to listen to it as if you didn't read it last week i want you to listen to it and give yourself to it listen closely let's dig into this together romans 5 17 i'm going to read it to you in the nlt version it says this for the sin of this one man adam Cause death to rule over many but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it Mm. will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man Jesus Christ have you received that grace if you haven't received that grace I'm just going to tell you right now just say yes Lord I want your best We're going to pray at the end of this program, but I just want to tell you right now, don't just be an observer, be a partaker with me here. We're going to go on a little journey, and we're going to look at what God said about that sin of Adam and the grace and the dimension of faith and that infusion of His very Spirit that lives in us now. There is a spirit of faith that lives on the inside of you, and sometimes that needs to be cultivated. Sometimes that needs to be built up. Sometimes we need to be around A different voice we need to be around a different crowd we need to be listening to different songs speaking of songs I want to tell you something as I was meditating and just spending days thinking about this sermon and and meditating for actually for a couple of weeks about this but in the last couple of days as I've been preparing and just finalizing my notes this song just kept ringing in my ears so beautifully so strongly so loudly Jesus Be the center of it all. Jesus, be the, in fact, why don't you just say that with me right now. Jesus, be the center of it all. Let him be the center of your everything right now. If you put Christ, if you put Jesus as the center, and some of you are saying, well, how do we do that in a practical way? We're going to talk about that here throughout this message today. But if you make the decision, you're not going to try to steer everything yourself. You're not going to try to control everything yourself. There's a sweet spot and being in that position, practicing, practicing, focusing, being in position, and then being on the right team, being in the right atmosphere, being with those that are going to help you to say, hey, lift up that elbow a little bit higher. Hey, get that stance a little bit better. Hey, you need to, you need to swing a little bit different. You've got to listen to your team. I'm gonna tell you a funny story and I, I want to share with you this that it's it's amazing sometimes how God brings people into our lives and sometimes we quickly Uh, Relate to that and other times we don't I could tell a lot of funny stories about pastor Dino and I I'm thinking right now about a different one but there's there's uh, Several of them that we've shared with you at different times but this one in particular is about there was a time that I was on a team with a group of men great men that I really appreciated. and they really they were all older than me. I was a younger man I started in the ministry when I was 21 years old I received a call from God and I moved across the country I I lived in Michigan, I grew up in Utica, Michigan and when I received the call from God, I knew that it required of me to go and to immerse myself and I moved to Dallas-Fort Worth and I surrounded myself in the ministries that I knew that God had called me to and it was just, it was an incredible season. I gave up everything, the little bit that I had at 21, I worked really hard for and I knew that I was supposed to make a change. I knew that God had called me into the ministry, so I left everything, and I moved to Texas. And God moved in my life, and He He created opportunities, and I, I ended up exactly where the Lord showed me that I would be. And as I was in this position of ministry, I was surrounded around older men, that were father figures in my life. And I've always been blessed by that, that I've been surrounded with relationships with people that were more experienced than I, that had greater wisdom, more life experience. And it was helpful for me. It was very helpful for me to see Other people's perspectives but I'll tell you one time you were talking about a team spirit sometimes we're a little bit dull sometimes we're a little bit stubborn sometimes we're a little bit set in our ways am I talking to anybody out there do you know who I'm talking to I'm talking to you that's right sometimes we get settled into our ways and we we think that we're right about something but God might bring the word to us the scriptures he might bring a voice to us he might bring a song to us a dream a scripture a prophecy I remember this one time I was in the situation where we were a collective group of of pastors, ministers at this ministry. And we had a, a group of a team of ladies that were probably the best secretaries in the world, the best assistants. And I was young and I was dumb. And I thought, "Okay, my job is to do this. Your job is to do that. At that age, I just didn't have the grace in my life. Come on. Am I talking to someone? Grace is something we're learning about here at Revolution Church. I was just a little bit more... Uh, sharp and to the point and I had asked my secretary to send something out for me in the mail. It was important I'd given my word and uh, and It didn't happen that day and and so when I approached her about it She said yeah, I was just busy taking care of these other things and I said I Really need you to make sure this gets done and I was trying to be nice But I I don't think I actually was because she started crying <laughs> And Here I am. I'm surrounded by a group of guys who are husbands. I'm not married yet, right? And a group of husbands that are dads to daughters, right? And they're all telling me, you made her cry. What's the matter with you, Ray? What, what's your problem? And Well, you know, we all are supposed to run in lanes. I'm supposed to run in this one. This is my job. I said I'd do this. Her job is to do that. They said, oh, no, you got that all wrong. You're supposed to say, oh, I know you're busy. Um, I know you're really tied up, and I don't know if you have time to do this. And I'm thinking, you guys are nuts. This is her job, and this is my job. You're playing patty cake, and this is taking way too long. Everybody's got a job. Let's just run in our lane. But you know what? I had not had wisdom and experience from being a married man and being now a daddy of three daughters. And I learned that those men, every one of them told me how wrong I was. And I still believed that they were wrong and they were wussies. I did. I thought they were all wimps. I thought, man, you've been married too long. You've had all these daughters too long. You're all weak. You don't know how to just get the job done. But you know what? I realized eventually uh, in, that, in that time period, probably within an hour, I realized, okay, I feel like I'm flying north, but I'm actually flying south. How many of you know you can't fly a, an airplane by your feelings you have to fly it by the instruments that's what has caused many airplanes to go nosedive into the ground i had to realize hey i'm surrounded by a group of people that are anointed and i'm not listening to them they're in my life i trust them in other areas why am i not trusting them in this area and i had to repent i repented and i went to, uh, to the lady that was my secretary, who's a friend of mine who follows me on, on Facebook. We're friends in ministry. So there was a, a bridging as I repented. And as I made a correction there, it opened my eyes. And it helped me to see that God brought me onto a team. Not just because I, I had a gift to give to them, but they had a gift to give to me. And, you know, I wasn't... I wasn't even going to bring that story out right here at this moment, but somebody needed to hear it right now. And I know why that is right now, because God is wanting me to encourage you to say, you don't know everything yet, and neither do I. And so it's time to, the Bible says, if we will humble ourselves in the sight of God, He will lift us up. We need to be humble in this in this series of of. Of what we're looking at, this sweet spot. You need to know there are coaches that have they have experience and they want to help you to hit that grand slam every time. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? So, as we look to experiences like that, I realize now I'm able to mentor younger men, men that maybe want to be married, maybe that are married already, I learned from seasoned wise men that spoke into my life, and not always, not always uh, a lot older. Pastor Dino is my age, and he and I have so many times where we, we've shared with each other, we're like, oh my God, brother, thank you for speaking into my life. That, that just, it opens my eyes. He's opened my eyes in so many ways at so many different times. And he's told me a, a few times I've done the same thing for him. That's what godly friendships are all about. So. In your, in your relationship, in your life, what team is in your life? What team do you have right now? You're, you may be married. You may be single. You may be a part of a church. Maybe you don't have a church. This embodiment of, of Revolution Church through Facebook right now, through YouTube, through whatever way it might be shared, through an email attachment, right now until we get into, into our our new, whatever new is going to be in 2021, this is it. There is a spirit of faith that I'm sharing with you that you can partake of and get a hold of to walk in your sweet spot. Part of it is humbling ourselves and not thinking that we know it all, okay? I wasn't going to go into that that much time, but somebody needed to hear that. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to point at myself and say, Ray, you need to find out how you can apply that to yourself. Um, I want to share another scripture with you. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, and, and this verse right here, it's, it's very strong. I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to take it in. This is going to be my secondary foundation scripture with you. And um, I'm, I'm going to start now. If you've got a reference, it's Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher. Yes, he's going to finish those things for you The finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross Despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the father at the throne of God It says just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You and I haven't hung on a cross yet. I hope we never do. But if, if it ever comes to martyrdom in, in this world, in the United States, it's happening in different parts of the world. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters everywhere that are going through those kind of things. But you get my point. We haven't suffered like Jesus has yet. And, and we can probably take that as, a, as to heart and say, you know what, I can walk in humility. That's what Jesus did. When we're talking about the scripture, I think about a team that I was a part of. I told you I grew up in Utica, Michigan. I was a part of the track team. I ran track, I played football, played some baseball when I was younger. Um, But when I got to middle school, I played uh, football and I ran track. And I know what it is to have a great coach to help you. And having a team makes a big difference. Do you know that the Utica High School track team in 1982 in the spring, we made national headlines and it wasn't just because we had gotten to have a 10-0 record. It was for a different reason. And that reason was we had a statue that we spray painted and we lacquered. And it was, it, was a, it was an idol. And we were not worshipers of Buddha, but we spray painted it orange and black. We put orange and black paint, war paint on. We put feathers on. We were the Utica chieftains. And we had a team spirit that absolutely freaked out other teams. We made national headlines because there was such a momentum. We had such a momentum ab- about us that the teams freaked out. We would go into the middle of the football field, uh, in the on the track field, and we would begin bowing down and chanting to this, this idol that we created. It was called Hotai. <coughs> Excuse me. And we actually were doing something that was biblical, but it was against the Bible and we didn't even know it. We thought we were just freaking out our teammates or the people that we were gonna play and we did. We, we freaked people out. We got into these antics so much and I'm, I'm sharing this with you to make a point. There was a momentum, there was a team camarade, but you know what? Somebody came against us and they said, wait a minute, what about church and state and separating religion? We were not being religious. But there were some Christians that said, hey, what they're doing is against the scriptures and it is against the law. And we're, they were born again Christians. And they were from the team from Sterling Heights. <laughs> and they came against what we were doing. And guess what? We chose to put our, our uh, idol on the shelf instead of continuing on our own before they could tell us that we had to. And guess what? We lost. We lost our next meet. We became, we were tied in the, in the conference. We were tied. We were 10-0 and 0 in our record, but we lost the conference, uh, our big meet that we had at the end. And you know what? We realized there was a deflating that took place. I don't know what you're building your life on. Is it your bank account? Is it your zip code? Is it the position that you've earned because of your, your hard work? Is it maybe uh, something else, something material, maybe something uh, that you've done in the past? Maybe it's, maybe it's something that, that your family has done. What are you putting your trust in? What are you putting your, your great uh, enthusiasm on? Is it anything but Jesus? Because that day, that day, our team's spirit was deflated because we no longer had our idol that we were just having fun with. But you know what? It deflated us. I want to give you a scripture reference it's in joshua chapter 2 i'm going to make a i want you to make a reference of it joshua chapter 2 it's a powerful place in the scriptures and uh, i'm going to read it to you here in just a moment but i want to set it up by telling you this there was a spirit of faith and there was a spirit of momentum that was taking place in the children of israel's life and as god was leading joshua and he was leading the children of israel into their promised land The word came to the people there at Jericho of how powerful, how they were just vanquishing armies, how they walked across the top of the Jordan, how the supernatural move of God was moving in their lives. And guess what? They were terrified. And as the spies came in, two spies came. They got into the the wall and they met a woman who was a prostitute and she hid them. And they made a covenant. She said, if I hide you, these men, they're searching for you. And they're, go- they're going to find you if I don't hide you, basically. And, and they, they were hidden by this woman. And she made the way of escape for them. And, they, and she said, will you save me and my family? In fact, I want to read you this scripture. Go with me to Joshua chapter 2. And it's verse 9 and 10. It says this. And she said unto the men i know that the lord has given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you you know that's what the devil does because of you that's right you need to know that it says in verse 10 for we have heard how the lord dried up the water of the red sea for you when you came out of egypt And what he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. There is a momentum. There's a momentum from when Jesus was raised from the dead. Let's take this to the New Testament. There was a momentum that the children of Israel had. They were marching from one army to the next, from one city to the next. When word got out. People were terrified. That's what happened to us as a track team until our statue got put on a shelf. Is your Bible collecting dust on the shelf? Is that an idol? If it is, maybe like me, you need to brush it off sometimes and put it to work a little bit more. Maybe open it up on an app and and get it in that place where, where you can partake of it. We've all been in that place at times, but I believe that I'm talking to a group of people That and there might be someone new that's watching for the first time and that's why I'm saying it that way to you But you know what? I believe that we've got a team spirit and there's a collective momentum. There's a jet stream There is a melting of the devil's heart. He is terrified of who you are That scripture that pastor Dino chose for our key verse. It says that first Adam fell the second Adam That's Jesus. He's alive and and we're alive in him. We are one in him. We've got a team that's undefeated. We have a team that there's a momentum. There's a team spirit. There's faith that's among us. Let me tell you this, whatever it is that you have been challenged with, whatever struggles that you've had, a lot of them, a lot of them are, are things that have never happened before. False evidence appearing real is, is the acronym for fear. We have to make sure that we're feeding our ears, our eyes, our heart with the Word of God. And as we're feeding ourselves with the Word of God, as we're feeding ourselves with faith, as we're surrounding ourselves with voices that are walking in the Spirit in that way, like Revolution Church is, like Pastor Dino is, like the team is that's here, I'm telling you what, you're going to be able to leap over walls, you're going to be able to run through situations, you're going to go into arenas that you've never gone before. You are going to be able to, if you'll stay humble, if you'll listen to the wise voices around you, don't depend on the fearful voices. I'm talking to someone. There are people in your life that do this. They yak and they yak and they yak and there's negativity and there's fear and there's there are things that it's just all mental knowledge. It's information that when given the facts, sure, that makes sense to to pay attention to that, but who would say that it made any sense that Jesus was going to be raised from the dead? Who would say that it made any sense that putting mud on his fingers was going to bring healing to a man's eyes? That's the way that God Almighty chose to work through Jesus. He's going to do some things in your life this year that do not make sense. But as you surround yourselves with us, with the scriptures, it's got to be based on the word of God. But as you face the Scriptures, and as you become more and more acquainted with the Word and more and more acquainted with the voice of the Holy Spirit who wants to lead you and guide you into that sweet spot, the sweet spot is that place that comes from being around a team that's centered on the right things to help you to stay in that secret place. Because if you know you've got brothers and sisters that are on seven minutes at 7 a.m., that Pastor Dino and the team are there constantly every day to build you up. You've got people typing scriptures and greeting you and having side conversations to strengthen you. That's so important. And to build friendships with those people. Look for opportunities to develop that. God has a team that he's already placed. It's up to you to partake of it on the level that you can. There's a place in God that he wants to take us all to, and we don't understand it all. Listen, when God told Abraham to leave where he was, he left the land and he moved toward the God who was invisible. He didn't even know where he was going, but he was going in faith. Now if you're in the scriptures, if you're praying, if you're doing your best to be obedient to God and and trying to do those things in the timely order that he's giving it to you and when you miss it, just say, Father, I'm sorry, I wanna do it right. Show me how I can get back on track. If you're doing that and if you're fasting and praying, these are all helpful things that will help you to get it together quicker, to get into that sweet spot. Does God move by his grace? Yes, he does. You could just be watching this for the first time and say, I don't know about all that. That sounds that that's all Greek to me. That's okay. That's okay. God will work with you right where you're at. He'll begin moving in your life and showing himself friendly to show you his favor and to bring relationships like this through, fa- through Facebook and through this broadcast. But I want you to know that my my life was changing when I was There in 1982, there were things that were going on in my life that I I knew that there was something that was just not, there wasn't an answer in my heart that I had. There was an emptiness and I had a lot of enthusiasm for life like I do now, but there was something that was missing and I went to, I'm, I'm grateful for my Catholic heritage. I grew up and I was an altar boy, had a great experience. No complaints, it's just that I didn't, I wasn't taught to open my own scriptures. I later found a spirit-filled nun, Sister Loretta Mellon, and she had a radio program there in Detroit. I went to those Bible studies she had. This woman, it was it was crazy. She was in her 70s. She was playing the guitar, prophesying, laying hands on people, anointing them with oil. She was a Catholic nun, and she was so filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody would look on the outside and say, that is the stupidest thing I've ever I've ever seen. That is so foolish. Who wants to go to some seventy year old woman's Bible study? Some nun wearing a hat, you know, the the covering over her head. But I'll tell you what. I was so hungry. I heard something, and some of you are hearing something right now, and you're saying, Yeah, I need to get I need to get to that place. I need to rise up to that sweet spot. I'm telling you, the team is critical. Having that team, making sure you're listening to the right voices. But guess what? You're a part of that team. That's right. You are a part of that team. You might think, well, I don't have much to offer. Oh, you've got a lot more to offer than what you realize. Your presence is so important. You might think, yeah, but I I don't know much of the scriptures. I don't know much about serving God. Do you want to? Because if you want to, we're going to help you. If you want to be there, that's what this is all about. These programs and this 21 days that we just finished today, and the seven at seven Saturday mornings. I do prayer every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. It's 9 a.m. Central. I, I always have to get that time conversion right. It's it's every Saturday that I'm working with you in prayer and supporting everything that Pastor Dino's teaching you in the sermons and what what the team is doing on uh, Monday through Friday 7 at 7. It's a team, but you've got to say, I'm going to go to the next level. And that's what I want to challenge you to do today. And I want to challenge you to do this. And that is to say, I'm going to be, by God's grace, a leader. Rahab was the furthest example that anyone would ever think That God could or would use she was a prostitute she was a known prostitute that doesn't sound like the credentials for someone to be used of God Uh, in a natural standpoint that's not a seminary student guess what she was God used her lineage to bring about Jesus in the earth you study it out it's amazing God's grace and his comfort is available to us You know, there are things that that we talked about just earlier in the the key scripture. Um, The second one that I gave you about letting aside the weights and the sins. This past year, I lost 30 pounds. And I'm still going to lose about 10 more pounds. And I could be frustrated with myself that I didn't hit that certain goal by January 1. And I realized, you know what? That's the wrong way to think. So if you're thinking about what you haven't done right, that's the wrong way to think right now. You need to think like Rahab and say, oh, Lord, I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I need to say, Lord, thank you that I lost 30 pounds and I'm going to do other things. I'm going to achieve greater health, not just for me, but for those I'm called to serve, my wife and my daughters. Who are you called to serve? Who are you called that needs you? Do you know that Rahab saved not only herself, but she saved her mother, her father, and all of her family that just came in. They just had to come into the door. That's all they needed to do. That's all they needed to do was to come in the door. And I'm telling you something, people are watching you and they're wondering, is it real? They're not watching to see if you're perfect. They're watching to see if you'll just try and if you'll just endeavor and try. And if you'll endeavor and try, that's how my mom came to know Jesus. I got to lead so many of my family to Christ. They're people that need Jesus. And they're going to come to Him through you, not through your perfection, but by God's grace. By His grace, will you dare to walk up to the sweet spot? Will you dare to swing, to have your position, to have your practice, to have your focus, and to be on the right team so you can knock those balls out of the park, hit those grand slams? That's what 2021 needs to be. We knew going into 2020, that it was going to be a different kind of year. I knew within, I knew instinctively by the Spirit of God, as soon as things started, I said, I said, this is a time that will be like no other that any of us have ever experienced in our lives. Make the most of it. And you know what? That grace is still here. Make the most of it. Jump in with us and say, I'm a part of a team. I'm going to partake of God's best. I'm going to walk on the top of the Jordan. I'm going to walk on dry ground that God provides for me. I don't need to understand it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Say it, say it out loud right now. Say, yes, Lord, I'm going to walk in your purpose. I'm going to walk in your plan. I'm going to let go of the weights, the sins, the obstacles, the pride, whatever it is that would try to hold you back from your greater you. God doesn't need you to be perfect. He just wants you to try your best. Just do your best and say, yes, Lord, I want you to help me. I want to be that one that hits grand slams for you. And you know what? As you've learned in this series all this month, it's not about how hard you swing that bat. It's not about how smart you are. It's about you being in that right spot. You've been equipped. I'm so excited about this series. I'm so blessed to to bring this last part to you. And I know you're going to be meditating on on this entire message. But I, I want to pray with you. I wanna pray with you and I wanna stand with you and thank God with you. For John 10:10, Jesus said this. He said, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and destroy. If there's been any stealing, if there's been any destruction, if there's been any death that's been painful and harmful in your life, it's not come from God. God came to give us life. Jesus continued with that that scripture in John ten ten, he said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. It's not by our works, lest any person can boast, but it's by the grace and the mercy and the goodness of Almighty God. Father God, I pray right now for those that are watching. I pray, Father God, that you would help them to receive your grace so that they can run their race. So that they can partake of their role in this team that you've called. Lord, I count myself like Rahab, saying, What do I have to offer, Lord? Father God, I thank you. I thank you that I have a willingness and my friends have a willingness. If you're willing, if you're willing to just reach out and receive His grace, He will. He will show Himself faithful to you. If you've never done that before, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, I want to challenge you right now to say, Yes, Lord, I receive your grace. Yes, Lord, I receive your promise of eternal life. Joel 2.32, I love to quote it. It says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Well, I realize that Jesus needs to be the center of my heart, not just in my head. So if you're willing to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to receive your grace so I can be in that sweet spot. Then he's willing to receive you. Say this with me in Jesus name, Lord, I receive Jesus as my savior, as my Lord. I will not live by pride or arrogance or my own accomplishments, my own abilities. Lord, help me to be my best. But my best is receiving your grace and knowing that it's through that that everything else is built. Oh Lord, thank you for revealing to my friends how much you love them and that you want to help them. Say yes, Lord, I receive your grace. I receive Jesus as my savior. I receive Jesus as the one that leads me to the sweet spot in life. In Jesus name, amen. Glory to God. Listen, hopefully this message was encouraging to you and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.